Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag college football. There's a $4 million deficit in the Minnesota Athletic Department's forecast for the fiscal year ending June 30th. And the AD Mark Coyle says, quote, no doubt everything's on the table, close quote. They've already had high earners take uh, pay cuts. They've had spending freezes. Uh, future measures such as travel reduction could also lead to the elimination of sports programs. And that's why they still wonder if football is coming. Tough times for athletic departments, PK. Well, good morning on a beautiful Monday morning. How is everybody? Nah, it's kind of great. It's not that beautiful. Overcast, come on. It's great to be alive. What are you guys talking about, man? I don't need the weather to determine whether it's a beautiful day. NCAA President Mark Emmert says he expects final decisions about fall sports resuming to come next month. His quote, I suspect that people are going to have to make decisions sometimes in June, maybe by the 4th of July. Happy fireworks to you. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I find it interesting that the Patriots got five primetime games. I just don't understand that. Look, I could understand two or three maybe because you want to see how good they are early. But, man, you know what we're going to learn about the Patriots is how much of a national brand they're going to be without Tom Brady. And how about the Bucs getting five primetime games? Unbelievable. The NFL schedule, the big news of the week, the weekend shows. Who was that? Yuck. Adam Kaplan from Fox Sports. Adam Kaplan. Stunned. Stunned. The two of the last four Patriot games are on primetime TV. If they play the schedule in order, of course. But as announced, Patriots and Bucks don't play until week 15. So the Tom Brady Bowl is They don't play at the same time. Sorry. They'll play a game at the same time yeah. in the Week 15. So the New England fans can watch the Bucks and then watch the Patriots and watch the Patriots and watch the Bucks. NFL, always maximizing viewers. Well, I don't know about you, but as far as me and my house, we're going to be watching the Broncos. Three of their first four in prime time. Lock it down on your beloved Broncos. <laughs> you, my force-fed Broncos is the way I like to use the adjectives. Yeah. Three of their last five weren't on, so you better last year, so you better savor it early this year. Okay, defend, defend, tank defend. again. <laughs> Top overall pick Joe Burrow said he's in a holding pattern with regards to signing his rookie deal with the Bengals. We're just waiting to see what happens over the next three months because we don't really know, Burrow said on Pardon My Take podcast. Burrow's projected to receive a $23.9 million signing bonus when he does sign the deal. I wonder what the strategy is there, because I think most people, if they were about to get a $23.9 million bonus, would go ahead and sign their name and get the bonus. Yeah, but when do you get the money, though? When if, when do rookies start getting paid? Because is, is there any point in signing it now if you don't get paid until get first? I don't know. Yeah. Signing bonuses come the second you put your name pen to paper. The second? Wow, that's pretty quick. <laughs> Wire transfer. Let's go. <laughs> What sound does money make when it moves that fast? I don't know. Cash register. 
Old school. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. I didn't retire because the league kicked me out or they suspended me for, for a year and a half. That is not true. There's no truth to that. Uh, I needed a break. You know, my father just passed and I retired. You know, and I retired with the notion that I wasn't going to come back. Man, that music's even more dramatic when contrasted with the upbeat little ditty the Yawks got behind us now. That piano made me cry. Wow, you're sensitive. I am. That was Michael Jordan, obviously, from The Last Dance. They got right up to that 96 title, so eight hours down, two hours to go. Jazz fans front and center, 97, and I guess we still have the 98 Eastern Conference Finals and the 98 Finals and a little bit of the aftermath. And a little bit of Monica on my (laughs) mind. (laughs) One more Sunday night. Okay, cool. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, you know, the thing that I watched that I took from this is that it just really enforces that uh, the need to be absolutely 100% all in. And you've got to have that alpha male who is not the coach. And maybe you can get away with it in the college level, but I'm not so sure you can get away with it in the pro level in the NBA, especially when, you know, a lot of it is determined about effort. You've got to have skill. There's no doubt about it. And Jordan and Pip and those guys, they had skill. But it, Jordan needed his role players, and they were his role players. He needed them to really be able to ball out and to make sure that they were given everything that they had. And he had to do it, and he was willing to pay that price for the sake of winning. And the results are what they were, you know. And and I go back to, it, it's funny, we view him as a hero, but Kraus doing what he did, we view him as a bum. Even though they actually both won the same amount of titles, you, know, you, you need bad guys here, man. You need guys who are willing to step on other people's feelings for the sake of winning. And Jordan did that, and Kraus did that to the management level. And so they ended up with six w- titles. And here we are, 20-some years later, talking about it and rehashing stuff that not just in the last season, but stuff that uh, you know, we're going back to his Little League baseball days. <laughs> you know, we're, we're going back 50 years, basically, in this. It's, it's a fascinating. Not so much the series to this date has been fascinating, but it's a fascinating study of what it takes to be a winner at the highest levels. There's all of that, and that's all true. And the one thing that uh, I saw tweeted out was that, uh, and I don't know if you have more of a memory of him as a college basketball player, that Len Bias would have been Jordan's rival. Because Jordan had a decade without a rival, right? Magic had Bird, and Shaq and Duncan had each other. And that Len Bias would have fit right in there with Jordan's greatness. You know, and how would that have played out? Would Jordan have beaten him every time? Would Bias have won a couple, or would Bias just have won the ones that Akeem got? I mean, we'll never know. Uh, but I hadn't, I hadn't heard that. I don't, I don't have a good enough memory of him as a player. I've read some stuff, obviously, and obviously he's a high pick, but I don't know. Where do you think Len Bias would have fit in all of this if he hadn't? I, I have never thought about that for one second. I just yeah. told you about paying a price to win, and this guy was paying a price to do something else. I dismissed that 100%. Attorneys for Zion Williamson's former marketing representative want the New Orleans Pelicans rookie star to admit that his mom and stepfather demanded and received gifts, money, and other benefits from persons acting on behalf of Adidas and Nike. 
Also from people associated with Duke, trying to give him the influence to sign with the Blue Devils. So, is he going to have to actually be deposed under oath at some point here? Is he just going to ignore this whole process? He started to go with one agent, then he switched over to creative artists. So, what did these other people know? How many deals were done before he switched? Now they want their money? Or does this all just, there'll be a settlement and no one will disclose anything. Cash will exchange hands and it'll all just vaporize on us. Well, I don't have any form of fascination on this because I've known for a good while that he's been receiving money or he received money. So I don't need them to tell me something that I already know. The assumption is the Duke outbid Kansas because the FBI wiretaps got Kansas people talking about what they were willing to do for Williamson, and then Zion didn't end up there. So the assumption in college basketball is Duke outbid him. I guess it's an assumption for you. Alex Antetokounmpo, the youngest brother of NBA superstar Giannis, will skip college and opt to play professionally in Europe. Alex had at least three scholarship offers to play college ball. So the Antetokounmpo's, the balls, who are the best sports families? I mean, we just had Eli Manning retire, right? Four Super Bowl titles for Peyton and uh, Eli combined. Well, isn't there three holidays that play in the NBA right now? I was going to say, they have the three holiday brothers, Aaron, <laughs> Drew, and uh, I forget the third brother's name, but... Other famous families. Well, are, we talking, oh, we are we talking siblings or can we go parent to son? Do you have the Griffies with Griffey Sr. Well, this Griffey is Jr. siblings, so yeah. I guess you can make up your own rules on that. You also had Mannings oh. with Archie. Right. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball is cutting the 2020 draft to five rounds. Owners looking to save costs in the wake of the pandemic. Plan, which has been relayed to scouting directors, will allow teams to sign an unlimited number of undrafted players for 20 grand. The draft expected to begin June 10. A little different, only five rounds here. We've seen some marathon rounds with teams passing along the way, but some teams just picking forever. What was Piazza? I mean, is he one an of the Italian late? from Pennsylvania? Yes, I know. That's why I'm asking you what round he was drafted in because he's an Italian from Pennsylvania. You tracked him. Uh, something like 61st. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, most of the, uh, I read a thing that most of the big time players are drafted in the first five rounds, but there are exceptions, you know, Piazza being something. The number one pick supposed to be a Sun Devil. That's what really hurt those guys is they were set up, you know, they went through a little bit of a lose, not necessarily losing. Uh, they did make the tournament, but they did like with Tyler Huntley, you know, they had the big payoff as a senior, and they were set up to have this payoff this year as a junior. The kid named Torkelson is expected to go to. Detroit, uh, but they're not, you know, obviously he's not going to come back and take advantage of the opportunity to play the game again because if you're the number one pick, there's literally no place higher to go. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how many folks, uh, I don't want to say fall through the cracks because you're only going five rounds, but how many guys don't get drafted uh, have that opportunity to play. I'm sure there'll be plenty of them, but then I wonder about the financial situation. What's going to happen? to these free agents you know what what would the sixth round pick be able to get in terms of guaranteed money and what will happen now as far as that goes what will be the signing bonuses that they receive and all that type of thing i don't know how that's going to play out 
I'll be interested to see how that plays out financially. What does it mean for these guys? The guys who get drafted, you know, probably won't mean anything. They'll still be able to negotiate what the a third round pick negotiates and so forth and so on. But how's it going to be for these guys who are free agents? Because there's a number of players who play in the big leagues, eventually make it, who are not necessarily drafted in the first five rounds. Most of your stars now, that's a different story, but there's still plenty of players who get there who aren't drafted in the first five rounds, and how will that work out for them? Well, I'm curious how many people are they going to be signing because we got the rookie league, you know, supposed to be going away here, and they're going to put everybody through some kind of, uh, you know, camp in Florida and Arizona facilities. So how many guys are they going to need? I mean, in the past... 30 guys drafted, 40 guys drafted or whatever. I mean, when they have this chance to sign an unlimited number of guys, is, is one team going to sign five more? Is one team going to sign 25 more? I mean, how's, that, how's all that going to work? It seems like a couple things are changing at the same time. I don't know about the rosters. I don't know if they can sign an unlimited amount of guys. I have no idea on that. Well, the rules are going to allow them to sign an unlimited, but I would assume different teams are going to choose different things so we'll see how that shakes out it's impossible to know right now i suppose all right what is trending it's brought to you by shamrock plumbing receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at shamrock plumbing 801-295-1690 that's shamrock plumbing all right dj and pk coming up this morning steve cleveland our basketball insider will be here at eight o'clock peter ba writes for the Athletic covers the Missouri Tigers. They're on the BYU schedule this year. We'll talk with him at 9 o'clock. And Antonio Pierce, Arizona State Associate Head Coach and Co-Defensive Coordinator, handles the linebackers as well. He'll be here at 9.30 as the spring football tour continues. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.